Hey everyone, Tom here, Alpha Metallica. The day after the Twickenham show, the morning, recording this quick recap of an incredible concert. I'm sure you want to know all about it. I'm sure you want to know all about the meetup as well. We'll get into all of that. So, yeah, where to start? Um, I mean, obviously, follow us at MetallicaPod, as you know, MetallicaPod.gmail.com. Go on the Patreon as well, go on the iTunes, all that sort of stuff. So, I took half a day off work, so I work in Oxford. So, I finished around lunchtime, went straight to the coach station. We're quite lucky in Oxford where there's 24 hour coach stick. There's quite a few actually, there's two different systems. The one that I get on the Oxford Tube, it's ridiculous. It's like £13 return, and you can return any time, like, you know, 4am or whatever. That's where I often do after concerts and shit like that. So I'm waiting there, and, you know, I get my first taste of how fucking big this concert's going to be. Because, you know, whatever, it's a slight coincidence, and it doesn't really matter. I'm only like 80 miles outside of London. But I go to the coach station, and queuing in front of me are three middle-aged guys rocking their Metallica shirts. And I know I'm not getting a fucking shuttle bus from Mozambique to the concert. It's within the vicinity, but still. And this was a recurrent theme going through, like on the coach there, glimpsing people in cars, you know, getting the Uber on the way to Twickenham, which, by the way, is quite far out, like, naively, I was just like, oh, Metallica playing London, blah, blah, but no, it was like a, you know, two-hour coach journey, and then an hour train, and then an Uber as well, because I couldn't be able to walk to Twickenham, Twickenham, by the way, is an outstanding venue, it is, you know, English rugby's home and used for concerts all over the place. I last time I saw Metallica was indoor, October 30th, 2017. So more of a paired back down show. You know, you go to the outskirts of some city into some aerodome and they entertain you. But this just had a way different vibe. So we had the meetup settled, and as I was getting into Hounslow East is the nearest tube station, kind of walked through a bit and then got the Uber. There was just floods of Metallica fans fucking everywhere, downside every street, outside every bar, everyone rocking all the various versions of the shirt. I was eyeing keenly for a Paul shirt or a MUIP shirt. I did spot one of those, we'll get to that in a second. Or an Alpha Metallica shirt, even though there aren't any Alpha Metallica shirts, maybe someone would have fashioned one, but uh, but no. And, you know, just just hordes, hordes of people all over the place, the weather was great, got to the cabbage patch, which is where we arranged to meet, I was a little late unfortunately, it was absolutely rammed, on the Uber there, the driver laughed as I got in and asked to go to the cabbage patch, because he just said like, oh everyone's been going there, everyone's been getting out of the train station and going there, and in my little egotistical warp mind, I was oh shit, they've listened to the episode where I said let's meet there, like, it's gonna be a hero's welcome, blah, blah. so I get there, and obviously no one recognised me of course, and just walking around, and in the corner, I spot Stu, well, Stu, this guy just sort of waves at me, like, I knew, obviously, I was meeting people, but, like, do they know what I look like, obviously, don't really know what they look like, bar, like, a Twitter feed or whatever, so, yeah, he's there with his friend Sam, and, you know, great to meet Stu, Stu's a patron, great job, great to meet everyone, actually, I mean, all in all, three people came and brought people, uh, Luke was also there, awesome to chop up with him as well, uh, he's been on the show quite a few times. I think we were saying what we we're saying. So we did Devil's Dance as an episode. We also did um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and the Kerrang Master of Puppets covers albums. I think Luke said any anything meme that he wants to do in the future. So maybe we can definitely cover something else. Um, and great to see AJ there as well. AJ was the guy I think initially uh, recommended this place. He was there with his partner Kaz. Great to talk to them as well. Great to speak to everyone. You know, it was awesome that people came down. 
and we got into some debates you know inevitably i started like poking reload and load and started debating the merits of certain things and the support acts and whatever and yeah it was great it just had a sort of carnival atmosphere it wasn't as i say getting a train to some megaplex and then you know having your culture sort of forced upon you this was going to a pub everyone there's wearing metallica shirts metallica's blaring out as well prince charming was playing at one point orion followed it and yeah awesome awesome just mood just everyone was so hyped for it it was like being a you know like carnival like it was like going to a, a big sporting event which is kind of what twickenham's geared towards so got to about 5 five fifteen, something like that we had been text on the morning uh, the times of the bands that were going on fairly early i think metallica went on like 10 to 8 or something like that you know i mean normally bands are going about nine or something but whatever do it early i understand that so Walking up to Twickenham, you know, they have these great, like, all these mythic stadiums, have these awesome approaches, and just being there amongst the gang of fans, and, yeah, getting into the place, which is just not that tough, really, there was a little bit of a queue here and there, like, it had been filling up for a little while, I think, but we got there, and bought a beer the beers were extraordinarily expensive i bought way too many uh, i think it was like eight pounds fifty for a beer but that included a cup that you gave back at the end and got money but obviously no, no everyone just forgot their fucking cups because they're all fucked up so you know it's quite a uh, it's quite a lucrative scheme there i suppose getting into twickenham you know it was amazing really so you go through the actual gangway itself into the main bowl and you kind of imagine almost as we're walking in you, you, the Metallica stage as it faces front where the M is. We're kind of walking in behind that M. So the stage is on our left. And the first thing you see to your right are just these rows and rows and rows. You know, they go up and up and back. And it is absolutely breathtaking. Like you can't help but just look around. And we're getting in there and then sort of position ourselves in front of the stage. Tons of people already seated. Tons of people hanging around as well, large batches, you know, great to see lots of young kids there as well with their parents. A lot of dad-daughter combos I spotted in the crowd here and there, like a lot of sort of 14-year-olds and like 50-year-olds, which is also always awesome to spy as well. And Bacasa were playing, um, you know, I don't know what it was, maybe it was the mix, maybe it was that I didn't really care, but nothing really stuck with me. They certainly put a lot of energy into it. And at times the cameras, you know, giant screens, at times the cameras were sort of positioned behind them so you could appreciate what they were seeing. And even a half-filled stadium is still, you know, a ginormous crowd that was somewhat engaged. Um, again, I wasn't kind of really kind of taking notes here, but nothing stuck with me too hard. Now, what was cool was, you know, as if by chance, really, well, not exactly by chance, but a good friend of mine, Joe, who's been on the show before, The Fridge, he's known Joe Haddock, we did Dirty Window, we did the Jules Holland um, shows as well that Metallica have been on, we were sort of trying to arrange to meet in these places, but as anyone knows, even though you're getting 4G or whatever, it's a signal overload, and it's impossible to send messages and to gauge where people are, and, you know, you can lose each other very easily, but, yeah, as if by chance, uh, 
I went out there uh, to get another beer and he was just standing on the side and it was dope to chop it up and we spent quite a lot of time together just hanging out and watching the bands unfortunately got separated before Metallica but that's the way it goes but yeah um, I was just listening back to my phone now because I remember making a few voice notes and they're, they're pretty frenzied really I've not really got any voice and it's just me going mad about the fact that Joe had told me that he thought killing is my killing is my business is better than rust in peace which is just I mean that's heresy like that that that's another episode and obviously get well Dave as well um, we mentioned this on the shortest straw episode that we recorded but yeah I mean get well Dave as well so yeah ghosts you know that band that everyone's telling you to get into that everyone says will be your favorite band or whatever I'm not saying I've listened to loads of their music so I'm certainly not going to make a giant judgment on them but going off what I saw yesterday and the stuff that I listened to on the train it ain't for me, I'm afraid. It just ain't in my wheelhouse. It's a little too Eurovision-y. It's a little too wide-sounding and symphonic and grand and a little otios, I think, in general. feels slightly redundant. I don't know. People talk about this Miasma song and they played that song. It doesn't really stir me that much, to be honest. I think it's not really cohesively put together. The saxophone thing's fun at the end and the Daft Punk guitar erupting. But as a whole... Um, the narrative's a little fraught. But again, that that's just my ears. And I had quite a few debates yesterday with people about this. And it seems like I hate all music, but I certainly don't. But um, Ghost, yeah, wasn't really my thing. And, and they worked hard on the stage. They had a cool, like, chapel thing going on. And people in the stands seemed to be getting down to it in parts. But I, w- I would not say they necessarily won the crowd over or had the place rocking or anything like that. I don't think the engagement and the connection is there. And maybe that's certainly their kind of style, that kind of cool edifice. But nothing erupted internally for me to really try and seek them out. And, you know, there's, there's too many good bands that I like that I haven't listened to albums of. So maybe I'll put Ghost to the Wayside for the time being. Anyway, into Metallica. That's what you're here for. So we're all standing there, you know, it's still a really bright day. I think today, actually, the day I'm recording this is like the longest day of the year or something like that. Because I was thinking yesterday, like, it was light for a long fucking time. It was great. And James commented on that himself, like, you know, them playing these shows and being able to see everyone in the crowd. So you know how it goes. The long way tape plays and there is a mass cheers of recognition and anticipation. And that keeps pushing through. And the bagpipes blast out uh, the Twickenham soundstage. And, and suddenly the crowd just gets way more packed because there's so many people outside or, you know, it's not exactly heavy metal parking lot or whatever, but it's got, you know, there's lots of people just sort of chilling over. But when they hear that call, that horn of Gondor, they run into the bowl. Ecstasy, ecstasy on these giant screens. Love these screens, by the way. Um, they did a lot of interesting things there visually. It was nice how they could it could become one piece spelling like Metallica and, and, and London, etc. on the full screen and then split into a Fab Four-esque delineation <laughs> focusing on each member. Like the, the direction there was excellent. So the hardwired intro plays and... Just, you know, people are going fucking crazy, like, around here. Like, so many people have... Like, so many people have seen them a million times and they're going crazy. It's the second time that I've ever seen them. And, you know, people are bubbling up here. Like, I'm not really, like... Like, Joe was asking me this before. He's like, yo, you're going to mosh, weren't you? Like, I'm not really that guy. Like, I never really have been. I'm more of um, a voyeur, I suppose. Like, I just want to sort of soak it in and watch it. And 
I never really found moshing fun either. Like I don't I don't really enjoy that process. It's just it's not really music for me. Like music for me is listening and and kind of, you know, engaging with it on a certain level, but not in engaging to someone else's jawline or, or whatever. But you know, say la vie, go for that. Wasn't didn't really see much of that either, to be honest. It was kind of a different crowd. It was it's kind of that hunger gamesy nature where the golden circle and then the snake pit and then the sort of other silvery rim on the golden circle and it's all very eight pound fifty pints and you know we're a long way from the stone. We're a long way from the stone obviously but the banda here hardwired intro which you know it's pretty loud like when they're just playing the intro and then when the actual guitar kicks in and you can hear it's fucking Hetfield playing it like you know that is uh that is a heart in mouth moment they hit the stage they play hardwired hardwired gets a great reaction it always will you know it, the we're so fucked just opens itself up so well to um interaction there and the the, the crowd the crowd were brilliant from the off the crowd were great all night you know Certain songs were received in a perplexed manner. I found that um, a few tracks people didn't really seem to know, or whatever, and you know that's fair enough. The doodle, especially, we'll get to the doodle. What the fuck? But um, yeah, hardwired killed into memory, which I don't really like memory, but I have so much respect for memory um, in terms of a tune. I think it's a great decision to put it on that second number. People loved it again. The na 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 that bit. I really like the extended part there where Lars just kind of led it with the drums and it crashed back in. There are a few of those moments, a few changes they've done to certain things um, that, that, that I appreciate for the live atmosphere. So yeah, memory happened. Um, like The mix was a little odd just from where I'm standing. I'm sure it'll sound great when the Fiddleman and his elves have got on it and stuff like that. But um, sometimes it was slightly hard to hear uh, the lead guitar, the sort of higher frequencies. But the um, the memory intro, the intro lick to the guitar sounded like, yeah, Kirk killed that. Kirk was great tonight. Um, well, last night. I thought he was, uh, yeah, really stellar. They all were. They absolutely all were. Uh, into Ride, into the old stuff. Again, fucking Kirk murdered this solo like I don't know whether it's just because we covered this song so recently on the show and I spent so much time studying it but there were a few like that like Seek as well which just did the episode on and you know just kind of listening out for certain parts and certain ideas and they were just nailing everything and Ride as well love that in the third spot lots of um kind of like it was almost like James was submerged in this kind of foamy steam water on the screen. And it was all kind of blue and murky. And they went with that idea. I mean, Hardwired Memory Ride into Harvester as well was a fucking fantastic move. Adore Harvester of Sorrow. Uh, I think they delivered a crushing, crushing version here. Really playing with the space as well. And cantering forward. And... This song got a great reaction. I mean, it was just, it was so cool to look around as well and to look up into the stands and into the misty distance and just to see so many people headbanging or so many people standing up or so many people dancing in their seats and, you know, people really taken up by this music and down there as well. Everyone was in full force, you know, throaty vocals in my ear, you know, and someone just, you're very tight together so you can hear some Welsh guy just barking down. So, uh, yeah, that was there. The harvest of solo breaks, the harmony lines as well. There's just, there's a slickness, like, the way it pulls back into that for one final go before leaping in. Like, yeah, they killed that. Unforgiven. Unforgiven was there uh, with the tape. 
slightly longer uh, mode there to build us up. It was cool that James had the acoustic going into the electric towards the end. It's unforgiven. I mean, you know, I, I kind of... I don't really have too much to say on all these songs, like, because, you know, we've sort of seen them, I've seen them a million times before, not that, I don't mean it's in any other bad way, of course, it was a visceral, like, you know, enlightening experience, but, yeah, Harvester was there, Into Unforgiven, Into Revenge, which most people didn't know what the fuck this song was, to be honest with you, around me, and, you know, whatever, it's a hard one, I don't play them, in the back, they were playing that COD Wes Anderson music video. I don't know if you guys have seen that. It's pretty fucking cool, actually. Probably the best of the hardwired music videos. Um, I like Revenge, and I think they played it well. And that riff, now, 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 like that, that is like a, a signal light that just cut through, and that was front and center. Really enjoyed this track, Into Moth, where I think this was around this time. James speaking to the crowd about, you know, how do you listen to your music? Where do you listen to it? You know, but the important thing is that you connect with it and it means something to you. And, you know, these sort of pop ahead motivational aphorisms that he'll often employ. They're, they're, they always work on me. Into Moth. Now, Moth was interesting. Moth was a good version. And they, at the end of the song, so there was a, it felt, it felt like, I need to go back and rewatch it, but it felt like there was a bit missing from Kirk's solo, like the start of Moth, which is actually my favourite bit of the solo, just, just him catching on that adrenaline wave and hanging 10, like, wasn't really there, and then at the end of the song, James played like a bit more of the bridge or something, saying like, oh, we forgot to play this bit, so maybe you didn't notice, but he did, so, yeah, I don't really know what happened there, but, they, uh, <laughs> they 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 dodged a part of the composition into sad, into sad but true, which just I mean yeah always feels ginormous. This got one of the biggest reactions of the night. This is one of their key numbers. That riff just sounded absolutely enormous <laughs> as it always did. Guitar sounded great as well. All of it sounded really good actually. It seemed to grow as it went on. Like earlier on, I kind of struggled slightly to hear James like with Ride the Lightning and the way he was singing it, yeah, you know, that kind of uh, employment of terms there. Really like that. Um, no Leaf Clover, very cool to see this live and really good performance as well. Followed by Kirk and Rob doing their doodle. Now, I was excited. We were talking about this at the pre-party before because when they were in Manchester a few days ago, they did uh, Stone Roses' I Want to Be Adored, which was a really, like, not, not even, like, surprisingly left field because, like, I should maybe do an episode on all the doodles, by the way, because I love the fact that they reflect where they're coming from. And, I mean, the Stone Roses, what an incredible band. Like, seriously. And for them to cover, like, trippy Britpop, well, it's kind of, like, pre-Brit pop, really. It's kind of like baggy Manchester kind of music. Love, I want to be adored. Love John Squire's guitar playing, his kind of ethereal desert work there. So yeah, they did that. They did a cover of that. And, you know, that, that song's very bass heavy as well. I mean, the bass line sort of drives that song with the uh, angelic guitar over the top. They really play together well. Here they did Killers by Iron Maiden. And I, yeah, I struggled to I, what was that killer? I don't know. Most people didn't know what it was. It was they didn't weren't really playing it very well. You know, Rob was trying to usher Kirk to sing. They were trying to engage the crowd on some level, but you could just hear this. You know, like when they did "I Want to Be Adored," everyone knew that song. Like that. That is like a Mancunian. That is a, a fucking world anthem. But that is definitely like one of the defining songs of Manchester. Up there with "I'm the Resurrection." 
Rose's camp. But this one, I was a bit like, mm, you know, when they did, like, nine and nine zig luff balloons and stuff like that, like, fun shit like that, like, w- w- when I saw them in Birmingham, and they did war pigs, you know, but whatever, it's a little doodle, what are you going to do? They did that into Frantic, and I was beaming for Frantic, great to see Frantic live, Frantic has real teeth live as well, and I think a lot of people were digging that, a lot of people know this, just by proxy being the first song they played on Slanger, probably before they chucked the CD out the window, so I enjoyed that. Um, and then just this absolute spoil of riches from one into puppets, into bells, into creep, into seek and destroy, closing the main set. Great to see creep live as well. Great to the die chant live. Never seen it before. So that was, yeah, that was definitely one I wanted. Although I'm not kind of like one of these, like, you know, oh, I'm song hunting or whatever. But it was there. And I was glad to hear it. Nothing wrong with song hunting, by the way. And uh, Lords of Summer. As we get into the encore, didn't want this, still think this is a mere song, just because it's about going on tour and the summer tour and the return of Metallica and you're returning and a summer tour Metallica, you don't need to play this song, um, I, I I think this song's quite drab, it's quite unambitious, I, I, there's a million things you can put in this slot that, like, that, that doesn't need to be here, like we're all we're all talking about Orion, for no other reason than we just adore Orion at the, at the meetup and hoping for something like that or... Throw, throw some Death Magnetic in there. Please play Cyanide there. I, I, I would enjoy that much more sincerely than Lords of Summer. Because again, it was just, you know, like Here Comes Revenge, like the Doodle. It was one of the rare moments when there's a slight dip, you know, when people aren't quite as involved. But that's you know, quite anomalous, far and few between. Nothing else matters. Sandman, classic double punch. Band killed it. Everyone was happy. I think the show was mostly sold out. Uh, it seemed like pretty much everyone's seating was taken and towards the back, like when I was getting a drink and stuff. There was quite a gap. I don't know if that's just what they do normally, but it wasn't like full full, but I would say it'd be like 90, 95% full. So, you know, they absolutely rocked the house. And then, you know, I don't really need to spare the details. I'll spare the details, but it was a bit of an ordeal getting home, as is natural from these things. And now I'm here the next morning. I have the day off. And today... I mean, I don't know why I'm sharing this with you, but today also Crash Team Racing, the remaster dropped. I'm not much of a gamer, but I used to play that game all the time as a kid. I'm looking forward to playing my friends at it because we used to always play it as well at university. So I've picked that up. I've recorded this recap. I need to tidy the house, do Crash. But yeah, that's the concert. Shout out everyone that I met as well at the, at the meetup. That was so, so good. And it was great to spend time with you all and see the band as well. Let me know what you thought of the concert as well down below. Get in touch. But yeah, quick little recap here. This has been Tom, Alf Metallica, as always, at MetallicaPod, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. Patreon is there. Check out the Tom Waits podcast as well. Search Tom Waits podcast on iTunes, and you can find all the episodes there as well. Okay, speak soon, guys. Bye. (laughs) 